What I want you to focus on is not my deafness. What I want you to focus on is the hard work, the blood, sweat, and the tears, the community that I try to build, the performances and the songs that I write, the fact that I happen to have barriers, that's obvious. And I talk about it proudly because we all do. And that's, that's just a part of who I am, fine. But it's not the only thing that I am. It's easy to talk about the successes, but what doesn't get talked about enough is the struggle. My name is Eric Weinmare. I've gotten the chance to ascend Mount Everest, to climb the tallest mountain in every continent, to kayak the Grand Canyon, and I happen to be blind. It's been a struggle to live what I call a no barriers life, to define it, to push the parameters of what it means. And part of the equation is diving into the learning process and trying to illuminate the universal elements that exist along the way. And that unexplored terrain between those dark places we find ourselves in and the summit exists a map. That map, that way forward, is what we call no barriers. Today we meet Mandy Harvey, an award-winning singer and songwriter who also happens to be deaf. You may know Mandy from her 2017 America's Got Talent performance that earned her the golden buzzer, pressed by Simon Cowell, which sent her straight to the quarterfinals. She went on to make the finals and placed fourth overall. Please enjoy this live podcast that we recorded on stage at our No Barrier Summit at Lake Tahoe this past June. Well, welcome to the No Barriers podcast. We are really excited to be broadcasting live from the No Barriers Summit in Lake Tahoe. We have another amazing guest with us, Mandy Harvey. Jeff and Eric are sitting here at my side. We're looking out on the mountains. It's a sunny, beautiful day. If you are listening to this podcast for the very first time, you may be wondering, what the heck is the No Barriers podcast? What is this podcast all about? Eric, tell us. Well, it's for me, it's not about looking into the mountains, Dave. Uh, just <laughs> to correct you there. <laughs> good point. Good point. Uh, no, but it's been a beautiful summit. We've been having such a great time. Amazing speakers. Uh, my family and I just did an amazing race where it was this accessible, inclusive adventure race. One of the uh, activities, you had to read Braille, so I was at a huge advantage. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been really good so far. I think the fix was in on that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had inside. Um, I had an inside judge. And the you know the No Barriers Summit is really about how all of us have barriers in our lives, and so people come here from all walks of life. They may have a physical barrier. They may deal be dealing with something emotional. Um, they may be just seeking purpose in their life. And and the podcast is about all of those things. We interview people on this podcast that are going through some incredible challenges in their life, and we learn uh, what they faced and how they got through it, um, or maybe they're still working through it. And that's what this podcast is all about. And so we want to get started right away here. Uh, we are at the No Barriers Summit, which has all these activities going on that are challenging people to try something new. And Jeff, I understand that you just had an amazing experience with our guest, Mandy Harvey, in her workshop. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So one of the things that we offer here at the summit are workshops where you can go in and really have an experiential opportunity with an expert, somebody who can provide a, a medium or a theater for you to learn and extend yourself. And so I sat in on, on Mandy's 
today. And it was remarkable how she had everyone channeling the vibration of the music, really going through her process of interpreting music, which for all of us that can hear perfectly fine, um, we just rely on that one sense. And Mandy really required all of us to do something that perhaps we've never done. So the workshop wrapped up. All of us were, were obviously moved by it and receptive and open. And everybody started to file out of the room. And a, a couple of really remarkable events happened um, almost on top of each other, both with some of our No Barriers Reach scholarship recipients. Um, one woman uh, was named Megan, I believe, uh, mm-hmm. who sort of did an impromptu duet with Mandy, which brought all of us to tears because it was just this gorgeous blending of sounds and feeling and sort of Mandy walking through this this delivery with this young woman and it was phenomenal. That happened. But she was blind too, right? She was blind. Sorry, yeah. yeah, I forgot that part. Yeah, that's cool. With that's- an angelic voice, you know, to, to match, almost match Mandy. <laughs> and, uh, and the two of them together. Okay, so yes, everybody wiped away their tears. That was amazing. And then there was only about four or five of us left in the room. And um, a young woman, another REACH recipient named Melissa, I believe, who's probably somewhere in the audience here, um, an amazing young woman I met yesterday, who was so powerfully moved by Mandy, this sort of inner soul came out of her that her mama was with her. And I don't think her mama had this reaction like she'd maybe never seen it before. And she just allowed herself to just burst forth with love and appreciation and love for, for Mandy and what Mandy did for her. And I tried to hold back crying for like a good 20 or 30 seconds and then I just couldn't do it anymore. And I let it flow. And it was one of the, I felt like that was the most absolute distillation of what no barriers means was that moment for me and watching Mandy touch someone on that level, that very deep primal human level. Uh, it was very moving for me. So Mandy, it's an absolute honor to be here with you today. Aww. Are you well, and Mandy going to do a duet together next? Yeah, no. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mandy, uh, how do you how do you do that? What do you attribute this special power of yours to reaching people at that deep level? Well, I think um, in in that instance, you know, she's an incredible person, and I've I've gotten to get to know her a little bit throughout the summit. We've kind of passed each other several times and cheered each other on, and it's not necessarily anything that I feel like I'm just doing. I think that it's when you have that open communication and you have that community where it feels like both of us are being respected, but we're also both kind of laying out everything that we have to, you know, right there on the table and it's being appreciated and loved on. It's it's just an emotional experience. And so in this case, you know, um, she got to experience music in a different way. And that allowed her to express herself in a little bit of a different way. And so it was just her dumping out emotion and then being able to be there to, to wrap my arms around her as, you know, as you cry together and you get excited together. And they weren't sad tears. They were all happy tears. But it was just that's the point of No Barriers is that we're building community. It's not just having a beautiful experience or learning certain things. It's about creating that rope team, that community where you're going through life together. And in that moment, we got to be very connected and, and we were each other's rope team and, and we were ready to take on the world. And so 
everybody could feel that. And I think that's what was overwhelming is that she said, she was like, I, I mean, I mean what you said yesterday. I'm with my people. And so it was just her being able to be herself, unashamedly herself. And that's, that's the most beautiful thing that I can be a part of. That's amazing, man. Yeah. Really amazing. So Mandy, as a deaf person and you're teaching people how to sing and use their voices and <laughs> write their songs and do you, I mean, I sort of like, like it's like the Jamaican bobsledders back in the 80s, right? Yeah, do, you yeah, ever, yeah. do you ever feel like that? Do you ever just step out of yourself and go, wow, this is really a crazy ride that I'm on? I really try not to think about it too much. <laughs> you know, like once you start thinking about what you're doing, uh, it makes you nervous and then you just don't do it as well. I think my, my goal is to not make people professional anythings. My goal is to have them step into my world for a change. Huh. And, um, and in doing so it reminds them that our worlds are not that different because at the end of the day, you're always feeling music first. Everybody does. That's, that's something that we all get to experience is the sound is actually hitting your body. And other people who have the ability to hear, I feel as if it's a sense that they don't pay attention to because they don't have to. And that's true about life in general. The whole point of this entire summit is to experience new things, but also to open your eyes and open your awareness to how other people are living their lives and to move away judgment and to move away our preconceived notions of what is possible and what is not. And so when you get to step into a different understanding of something, you get to have that added benefit of it's not just about experiencing music differently. It's appreciating that people can have a positive, beneficial life living it differently. But the vehicle is music, right? So I heard that one of the things you do is you get people to experience music through their body. And that's really yeah. interesting. So how do you do that? Well, uh, first, um, I kind of walk them through allowing them to take control of their body. And so understanding that when they're making noise, those muscles are, are being contracted and used. And it's, it's up to them to make that noise to begin with. But when they're making that noise, it's not just, oh, sound just came out of my mouth you're forcing that sound to come out of your mouth and to know how that feels and to know that you can mimic that feeling over and over again, even if you can't hear it, you can create that sound. And then from there, we played with, you know, opening ourselves up and getting a little bit more comfortable with being weird and um, being a little bit loosey-goosey in the room and then sitting down on the floor and taking off our shoes and feeling vibrations of songs through the floor and then seeing how the change happens when you're first experiencing music that way and you're not paying attention to the vibration still because you just can't let that go. And then eventually, as you're sitting there and as the song continues, you start trying to find one beat and then it you start paying attention to it. Then it becomes so blatantly obvious that that sound is there. They're like, wow, how have I never paid attention to this before? It's like, I have no idea. Wake up! There, there's this um, idea in science of neuroplasticity, right? And it's the idea that, like, sight isn't in your eyes. It's in your, your brain. And I, I think yes. sound is also not in your ears. It's in your brain, right? So yeah. do you have 
like you're listening to the feeling those vibrations does it soon begin to just sound like music the way you used to hear it in your brain no um in in my mind because it's it's textural mm -hmm. so i actually it's almost as if the sounds have uh, an attached color and shape so instead of them having a noise they have a look mm. and um so specific noises when i used to be able to hear them as being booming to me now they're warm and they're they're thick and they're darker richer colors and so then as you're playing a song you get to have all these different layers and all these different colors on top of each other and it kind of creates a painting of what that song sounds like instead of it having to be just sound because i i'm i don't need to worry about having a trumpet sound like a trumpet in my mind i let that go a long time ago but i'm perfectly happy with having a trumpet always be a sharp orange sound now mandy many of our listeners will know you because of a video from America's Got Talent yeah. that went viral where you were singing the song Try and Simon Cowell hit the golden buzzer. I personally remember this night very vividly with me and my kids watching you and then refreshing our computer every hour to see hundreds of thousands of views and eventually you told me that this was seen by a half a billion people around the world. My question to you about this is, tell us what that felt like in the moment and then yeah. contrast that with how it kind of feels now to know what you sparked. Yeah. Well, in, in a moment, it was very overwhelming. I had no idea really what that meant. You know, I'd not seen the show before. I didn't know exactly the, you know, what a golden buzzer would lead to. And even if you get a golden buzzer, it doesn't mean that it's going to become mega viral the way that it went. But in that moment, it was it was this beautiful wash of I I I just got embraced, and my music was appreciated. The thing that I I loved most about it being Simon and what he had to say is he said nothing about my story. He was talking about the song that I wrote and my tone. And, and the connection with the audience. And he, he was talking to me as a musician. Because even if I had showed up and not been the best musician, you know, he would not have done that. He would not have purposely put himself in that position. So it was kind of like a, another, another nod to say that, no, I, I've, I've worked my butt off. Really, I work my butt off every day, and now other people are are appreciating the work. And so, in a moment, that was nice because it was just a, like a relief, a relief that I didn't get booed off the stage, but it was just a relief. And um, as it became onto a life of its own, it really has made me aware that it's not necessarily my voice. It's not necessarily the song. It's that people are starved for hope and people are starved for encouragement. And every single person is smacking into a wall, whether it's an invisible barrier, whether it's something going on in their personal life, like struggling with finances or a job or relationships or something very obvious 
where they're confined because of cancer or MS or something physical, every single person is hitting something and that's something that binds us all as people. And so I think that that, that video started as a conversation and, and flew the way that it flew just because people, people really want to have themselves be cheered on. People want to know that it's okay to be broken, that you can still get back up and try again. And uh, for that to take on a life of its own and move forward has been such a beautiful thing, but also a, a deep motivator to not have that be my biggest thing. It can't be my Everest. There has to be so many things that we do afterwards. It's the same with Eric when he climbed that mountain and he got pulled aside and he said, this cannot be the biggest thing that you ever do with your life. And that's the same with AGT. That's not going to be the best and coolest and biggest thing that I ever do with my life. That was a really cool moment. Let's go further. Yeah, Manny. <laughs> All right, so Manny, I got a question for you. Um, yeah. I heard from a mutual friend of ours that there was a time when you wanted to be known as a singer. You did not want to be known as a deaf singer. Yeah. And I want to know, was there a moment that required you to pivot um, or was it a slower transformation into you absolutely embracing who you are? I don't, I don't really think that I, I, I've pivoted. I think I still stand by that. I want to be seen as a musician. I happen to be deaf. I have no shame in being deaf. I have no shame in having Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome and being limited physically. I have no problem with that at all. I've embraced myself to the core, but I refuse to be a pity story for other people. I don't want to be known as, oh, she's pretty good for a deaf girl. What does that even mean? Because in that statement, you've already limited all deaf people to being under par. Substandard. Yeah. You've already limited the entire community to not being good enough as a hearing person. You've already put them in a small box. And I refuse to have that happen because there's nothing wrong with what barrier you have in your life. That doesn't define you. You are you. Whether you have barriers, that is a part of your journey. That's not the definition of who you are to your core. And I refuse to have people put me in that small box. I'm not going to be good enough for a deaf girl. That means nothing to me. And so that has never changed. And uh, the fire for that, I think, has only gotten more severe. <laughs> so, and, he, and people get it. Like, once they like, oh, you're, you're that deaf girl. Like, you're going to start to feel a little bit of a burn. Like, <laughs> yeah, I am that deaf girl. What of it? You know, it's like, oh, you're pretty good for a deaf girl. And I'm like, oh, man, the lack of education right there is blinding. It's just so obvious that you see no value, you know, in a person as being a person. What I want you to focus on is not my deafness. What I want you to focus on is my work ethic, the hard work, the blood, sweat, and the tears showing up past when my body is broken and doesn't want to be there. I want you to focus on the accomplishments of my life. I want you to focus on the community that I try to build. I want you to focus on the performances and the songs that I write. The fact that I happen to have barriers, that's obvious. And I talk about it proudly because we all do. And that's, that's just a part of who I am. Fine. But it's not the only thing that I am. Awesome. Now, 
Mandy, when you are performing, you know, like, and I, I, we'll get into this, but even like writing your own music, I mean, it's hard not to sort of step back and have this sort of, um, like, you're this almost like a mystical, like a guru or something, you know, it's Yoda. like, Yoda. it's Yoda, she's <laughs> like the, the singing yoga, Yoda, <laughs> you don't look like Yoda, I don't think. Well, you never know, you know, some but, days. But really, part of the No Barriers journey is this idea of pioneering, which we've been talking a lot about at the summit. And you're a total pioneer because you've innovated, right? This is painstaking work, right? This isn't like a mysterious, mystical process. This is this yeah. is getting down and dirty and getting innovative, you know, technology. I know you use yeah. an iPhone to learn music and vibration through your feet and you have visual cues with your band yeah. Talk us through the pioneering process that you use. Well, so this, I think that this is interesting because people think like once you figure it out, you're done. It's like once you've climbed Everest that you have the ability to always climb Everest. That's just not true. It's like if every day is a new workout and every day is new muscles that have to be trained. And so when I start using visual tuners and then feeling on my throat every one of those notes and doing all of those scales and doing all of that work, every day that placement of where that muscle feels is a little bit in a different place. If I have a cold, it's going to be shifted. If it's dry, it's going to be shifted. And so every day I have to relearn where I am that day and retrain myself to feel correctly. And that that's never going to stop. It's never going to stop for me to do all of the speech therapy that I do because people are like, wow, it's just because you, you lost your hearing later in life that you, you, you speak so clearly. That's a huge, that's a huge thing that has changed how I talk. But I do so much speech therapy on a daily basis and I continuously sing on a daily basis to keep that up. And nobody even sees or recognizes any of that work. And that's fine. I do that work for me. But uh, every day is a new challenge. And having EDS, my limbs fall asleep. So being able to feel through the floor, the vibrations, that's not always a luxury that I have. So I have to pivot and find creative solutions for what that day is bringing and then go from there. You have certain notes you were... I thought you told me once that you remember that you start yeah. from there in your brain and you yeah. kind of branch out, right? Yeah. So do I do the same patterns every day. You know, you, you just pick a single note, whether that's a G or a it? C. Can we hear it? And then you pick one <laughs> and then you go and do the scale and find where that is every day. And then you do it over and over and over and over again. And... Today, like today, I mean, I don't have to sing, so I haven't had to do that aspect of it today. I got the sense that you use your throat almost as like a fretboard when you were learning. Yeah, it's it's its fair? own instrument, and yeah. and that's something that everybody can learn um, to have how they feel and how loud you talk, the strain that it puts on your throat, so that you can get a gauge of if I speak at this level, this is how it feels. And then if people are leaning in and not hearing you enough, you speak louder and then you feel the harshness get, get stronger or you speak softer and you can feel that it doesn't hurt as much to talk and kind of learn how to gauge the room. But 
it's a lot of math and it's a lot of work and it's a lot of frustration that, you know, I deal with in my own rights. Like after speaking for two hours, I have an intense headache because it's a lot of work and I keep doing it because it's worth it to me. So speaking of, of keeping on because it's worth it to you, I know you are constantly on the road. You were recently singing yeah. for the Danish royal family in Europe. You've been on several European tours. Um, but I also know that you always take time when you can to go visit schools uh, yeah. while you're traveling. Uh, tell us a little bit about your, your passion for working with youth and, and why you think it's so important. I think, well, I mean, I, I visit a lot of schools. So I, I go to community centers, but I visit a lot of schools, elementary through high school. And I normally give a presentation mixed in with singing. And the point of it is to encourage people to dream, but not just limit themselves to one singular dream. Because in my life, I, I limited myself to only having one, which was music education. And then when that didn't pan out the way that I thought it should, I lost my entire identity in it. And what I want to encourage students to know is that barriers are real, that we judge each other so quickly, and that you don't know what that person's dealing with. And so to be more compassionate to each other, to dream big, but to have the understanding that your first time out of the gate, failure is real. And you're going to fail at some point in your life, and that's okay. You have the ability to get back up, brush your knees up, and try again. And all of those dreams that you want to accomplish, there are thousands of different ways to make that real. That it's not just, I have to go to school, I have to become a music teacher, I have to do this. The core of my dream was to build community and encourage people to express themselves with music. Just because I'm doing performance doesn't mean that that's changed. I'm still building community and I'm still encouraging people to express themselves with music. And so you have to be able to dig deeper into what the core of your dream is, what the actual roots are, and find multiple avenues of where that's going to be successful. Well, Mandy, that is a, an amazing message for us to close on. I know you have a workshop yeah. you're about yeah, to go lead. Yeah, I got another two hours to just, talk and I gain think another migraine. In just a few minutes. And so it, it is an honor to just have uh, a little bit of your time here. We are so grateful for you to be a member of our community for so many years. And we wish you the very best of luck oh, in well, all that you're you. trying to do. Well, I love it here. And I'm, I'm truly honored. I'm honored to be a part of it. And I'm honored to have so many incredible people who have transformed my life so that I can be giving back. You guys up here on the board, I've Kyle Maynard back wherever he is, Heather Thompson and all of her team. There's been so many people who have wrapped their arms around me and pushed me forward. And so it's, it's, my, it's my pleasure for sure. Well, for those of you who are regular podcast listeners, you know this is the moment in our podcast where we reflect a little bit on what we just heard. So Eric and Jeff, uh, another great conversation. What stood out for you in the conversation? Well, you go first, please. Right. I've, got, I've got a lot to say. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'll just go back to this pioneering piece of this No Barrier story. I really find it fascinating because Mandy spends a ton of time, tons of time really like trying to 
use all the technology so that she can not only um, practice songs that she knows, but write music, write beautiful new songs, right? And so um, it's, it's, she's told me that it's thousands of hours mm -hmm. of work. And, you know, I, I think it's really important for people to know that this stuff doesn't just happen. Every time I've listened to Mandy, she's been flawless, like beautiful, polished, like you walk away going, wow, this is amazing. But that's because she puts in an incredible amount of time to do things and learn things in a different way. And it's probably in a slower way than if she could be doing it with her hearing. A lot slower. <laughs> You're not supposed to be here. <laughs> I'm sorry. Be a silent assassin. That was a joke. You can still be here. No, no stay. Don't go anywhere. Yeah, don't go anywhere. No, yeah. Say Jeff, what did you hear? <laughs> well, I mean, at the, Eric's point was probably the, the thing that struck me the most. But without, with, for fear of repetition, um, I also... I feel like the workshop today was, in my mind, one of the most powerfully emotional experiences that I've had in any No Barriers event because Mandy uh, provides a medium um, that allows people to um, listen and feel and express in a manner that maybe they never had. And I, I feel like she said the word Yoda up, man. That girl is straight up Yoda. And she channels something that I think we could all try to strive for because she reaches people. And isn't that the goal of everything we do is to try and reach people? She does it through music and through vibration and through teaching and through being open and receiving and giving love. And uh, I, was, I was absolutely moved to tears just listening and watching her today. Yeah, and I think for me, this... She reaches people and she unleashes them too. And yeah. I think the idea of how could we get as many people as possible that we can reach and unleash through stories like Mandy. Um, that's what No Barriers is all about. That's what this podcast is about in some respects as well. And so if you like this podcast, we encourage you to share it with a friend. <clears throat> if you are listening for the first time, you can find the No Barriers podcast on Spotify, iTunes, and anywhere where you listen to and find your podcasts. And you can always look for show notes at nobarrierspodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. No barriers. Thank you, Mandy. Thanks to all of you for listening to our podcast. We know that you have a lot of choices about how you can spend your time, and so we appreciate you spending it with us. If you enjoy this podcast, we encourage you to subscribe to it, share it, and give us a review. Show notes can be found at nobarrierspodcast.com. Special thanks to the Dan Ryan Band for our intro song, which is called Guidance. The production team behind this podcast includes producers Diedrich Jonk and Pauline Schaefer, sound design, editing, and mixing by Tyler Cotman, graphics by Sam Davis, and marketing support by Laura Baldwin and Jamie Donnelly. Thanks to all you amazing people for the great work you do. Bye.